Hi everyone, you're listening to episode 36 of The Cheerful Cynics with me, Pooj, and mystical monkey, Gaia. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the podcast and you're listening on iTunes, feel free to rate us. Also, if you'd like to get in contact or if you have any questions, you can email us at thecheerfulcynics at gmail.com or find us on Instagram at thecheerfulcynicspodcast. So how's it going, Gaia? What's new? Danny and I were actually watching um, The Terminal the other day. Do you remember that movie? like 2004 movie i yes i remember the movie but i don't think i've ever seen it yeah i just remember like tom hanks with the russian accent like bora yeah Whoppa. he kept making that noise Whoppa. <laughs> he had a good accent i'm not sure what it was supposed to be but um <laughs> for anyone who's not watched it before it's basically tom hanks he, and he plays a character who arrived at jfk in america and then when he arrived in the airport in america his country had a military coup and so he couldn't leave the airport because apparently his passport was no longer valid because his country wasn't really a country anymore. I don't really know how that bit worked. But then he also couldn't return home because of the military coup, so there weren't any flights. Oh, no. So it meant that he basically was just staying in the airport, and it was like, I think it... They didn't actually say at the end, but I think it was like nine months or something. He was basically just living in the airport with the clothes on his back and like a suitcase. Oh, man, that's crazy. Yeah. Imagine actually doing that. Yeah, I know. He's getting a bit bored, right? (laughs) As I was watching it, I was like, do you think this could actually happen in real life? And then I was Googling it and it actually has happened in real life. And it was kind of really? loosely based on a true story. Very loosely. Well, that's a true story. Yeah. Actually, like somebody was trapped in an airport. It was a story of a man called Meran Karimi Nesseri. He's like an Iranian national. Ooh, okay. I don't know if you've heard of him before. I haven't, no. So Nesseri is apparently half Iranian and half Scottish. And he was born and grew up in Iran. There was some contradiction in the story, so I'm not really sure what is true or not. But essentially, allegedly, he was expelled from Iran from protesting. So then he was like, well, my mum's Scottish. I'm going to settle in the UK. Oh, cool. And this was like the like 1986. So on his way to the UK, he was he went like via France. And apparently somewhere in between, he managed to lose his papers or they were lost or or they were stolen or something. So when he arrived, he didn't have any papers. Oh, that's yeah. terrifying. How crazy is that? I know. That is, that's Worst why I nightmare. carry all my little goodies in a money belt. You know, those little really <laughs> embarrassing looking money Strapped belts. Strapped to your body, <laughs> under Strapped your clothes. to my body. That does not leave me from <laughs> the moment I leave my house, my flat, to when I get into the airport. That is with me. You basically sweaty. undress just to get your passport out at border control. <laughs> yeah. It leaves indents around my waist. Because it's been on for like 12 hours. And I don't care. That's not coming off. <laughs> I have two currencies wedged between my buck cheats. <laughs> I don't care. It's safe One there. US dollar for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Oh. Yeah. So this guy, so he arrived to the UK, no papers. So the UK mm. were like, you can't come here you don't have any papers like who the hell are you so they shipped him back to france as they normally would do anyway so Mm. he got to france and was initially arrested because they were like who are you you've got no papers but then i think it went to court they felt that his entry to the airport was legal because he was technically uh asylum seeker oh and that he, he couldn't return to his country but they also couldn't let him leave because he didn't have any papers so he ended up living in Terminal 1 of Charles de Gaulle Airport in, in Paris. <laughs> oh, cool. I yeah. wonder if, it's, if it was a good terminal to be stuck in. <laughs> you know, hopefully they had a McDonald's or at least some, somewhere you could get some chicken nuggets. So was he actually <laughs> stuck there? He was like pro- properly stuck in Terminal 1. Yeah. So that's, that kind of sounds like the movie. I can't believe that actually happened. That's crazy. 
Right? Imagine going on holiday and just accidentally getting stuck. (laughs) (laughs) Or like trying to escape your country and then you're like, oh crap, I literally can go nowhere now. (laughs) Yeah, I'm stuck in a bookshop. (laughs) You're going to stay in the airport now. (laughs) Oh, that's crazy. So how long was he stuck in the airport? Like a couple of months? Oh, mate, he was there for 18 years. 18 years? Can you believe somebody lived in an airport for 18 years? 18 years? 18 years? (laughs) I know. that's incredible. So if he had a child while he was there, they would have been old enough to drive him home by the end of it. Yeah. Assuming you have to be 18, 18 to drive. Years. <laughs> they could have bought, he could have had a drink with his child at the airport <laughs> no. bar <laughs> before he left. That's incredible. So what happened then? Why was he there for so long? Well, he didn't really help himself as well, I think. So France tried to solve the problem, but there were a series of events that basically made it really difficult for France to let him leave the airport. So in one instance, France actually offered him residency, but Nasseri refused to sign the papers because it had him down as Iranian and he wanted to be recorded as British. Oh, yeah, I guess. But he wasn't? Is that the No, situation? exactly. Yeah, he wasn't, he wasn't technically British yet. Also, it didn't help that he wanted to be called Sir Aldred Meran instead of Nasseri Meran, which was <laughs> not on his passport. So it's basically a different name. <laughs> So he just wanted a brand new name. Yeah. A brand new name. And the thing is, they have a problem with the spelling mistake on the boarding pass. Oh, my just God. That, oh, one letter's off. You're not getting on the flight. Yeah, exactly. You should land and now you're Lord, you know, whatever of whatever country. <laughs> People are going to be a little bit more, a bit dubious. <laughs> Sir Aldred of Charles de Gaulle Airport. <laughs> exactly. I'd say I want to be a Lord, but I'm not going to spend 18 years in an airport for that luxury. <laughs> yeah, just waiting <laughs> for that. 18 <laughs> years because now. he basically didn't sign the papers that had his real name on it. I'll only come out if you acknowledge me as Lord. Yeah. <laughs> Sir Knight of the British Empire. <laughs> it's so bad though, honestly. You just can't use a bloody different name because they're not going to let you do that. They're so anal with identity and stuff like that. You can't yeah. just make up a name. I, I'm guessing you can't purposefully just change a name mid-journey because it's like, <laughs> it's not going to do you any favours. You know. <laughs> no. I, I was James, now I'm Jennifer in the three hours. That's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> just oh. going to confuse everyone. <laughs> Can you not just pretend to be the same person for another five minutes? Nope. nope yeah, nope. make it so much harder. <laughs> Why would you do that, honestly? So it led to him basically living there for 18 years. Oh, um, so it's kind of a little bit self-induced, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it. Crazy. But I mean, it's not all bad. He made friends with the airport workers and they gave him food and stuff. And I guess if you've been there 18 years, you'd pretty much know everyone, right? Yeah, you probably outlast some of the employees there. Yeah, totally. Well, because he was there for 18 years, he made himself a little area to live in and he did like lots of reading on the economy and things like that. Um, there's actually photos of him just in his little area where he's just built in the airport. Oh, really? It's crazy, <laughs> it's yeah. Got, got a little little hatch. Uh, um, I'd, I'd go crazy living in an airport. Yeah, me too. Like, it's never quiet, right? There's no, always exactly. flights going out. It's never quiet. and It's never dark you know, I, as well. The it's lights are dark. always 5,000 watts as well, just in your eyeballs. <laughs> uh, you come out tanned, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but at least he was at a nice airport. Imagine being stuck at a really small regional airport. Oh, yeah. Know, that somehow oh, had some God. international flights for some reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I've been to some small ones when we fly to Sweden to see Danny's family. And oh, yeah. it's Stockholm Vestros. And it's like one little cafe. I wouldn't even call it a restaurant. And there's not really a bookshop. It's like, you know, those stands where they've got like five books on that just rotates and you could pick one out. <laughs> it's basically that. And then oh. a couple of toilets. And that's basically it. 
<laughs> That's insane. So no Burger King, no Starbucks. There's nothing. There's nothing. Uh... There's nothing. It's just a cafe that serves not really great food. But if there was a gym there, I think I could put the 18 <laughs> years to good use. You know, you, you just you go become in... buff. Yeah, it's like a prison. You go in for 18 years, but you come out looking like a machine. Just hench. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have like little passport tattoos under your eyes, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah. so tear, tear drops. Yeah, for every passport. year, he's got a different tattoo. A little it's stamp like, yeah. of visas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, like, he's trapped in the airport. So I'm, I'm wondering if he ever got fresh air. 18 years. No, you don't feel the sun on your face. You don't feel a breeze. Oh, you know, isn't that a bit sad? It is a bit sad. It must have been pretty difficult. So like, what yeah. happened? Though? Did they did they let him out? How did he get out? Well, because this was towards the end was mostly self-induced. Like he just didn't want to leave because of the papers and stuff. He got sick and I think he had to be taken to hospital in 2006 for a couple of months. And then they were like, right, he's out. We're going to clear out his area. And then he he eventually settled in Paris, I think, in a shelter. So I think he's there still. He's, he's in the shelter now. Yeah, I think so. I can't believe that happened. I know, me neither. 18 years. 18 years. 18 years and he's ended up in a shelter. They could have at least given him a nice little, I don't know, probably there's nowhere to live. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't really know how it works, but yeah. But, but after 18 years of no privacy, you're going to find it a bit weird to live on your own. How did he get money while he was in there? Oh, yeah, that's a good question. How did he feed himself? I'm not really sure. Although towards the end, he wrote an autobiography in 2004. So I think he made some money off that. And then... Just before that, I think Steven Spielberg paid him like two hundred fifty thousand dollars for the for the like movie rights to use a story in in the film in the terminal. But I don't think they actually ended up using the real story, so he ended up getting paid anyway. I think. So decent well, that's nice. Money. At least, at least he got some money at the end of it. Yeah, at yeah. Least some sort of not. It's not compensation, but at least saying here's two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Yeah. Um, was yeah. it worth it? I don't not know. Sure. I'm not sure. <laughs> In in the movie, so in the terminal, Tom Hanks basically gets a job, cash in hand, as a carpenter slash builder for the airport, for one of the contractors. Oh. So he makes his money that way, but I'm not sure if this guy did it or anything, or if he was just reading and chilling, I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, it's weird. Yeah. Silver lining, right? Yeah, silver <laughs> lining, definitely. Uh, maybe he had lounge access. So after 18 years, oh, and if no. you had lounge access, oh, that would be amazing. You got yeah. all the, the food you can have. It's like a five-star hotel. I'd be happier living in lounge. Because that's all you can eat as well in the lounge. It's all free once you get there. Yes. It's expensive though. <laughs> so if you've got that and a gym membership, that's incredible. I'd do it. Yeah. I'm inspired. Thank you for inspiring me. Oh, Gaia. man. <laughs> um, I am looking forward to trying to get trapped in my next airport. Well, you might enjoy it because apparently when his family were contacted, they said that he actually was living the life that he wanted and he was happy in Terminal 1 in the airport. So... You know, if he, if he genuinely enjoyed it, you might too, Pooch. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm quite sad. So yeah, probably would. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, interesting. I, I I didn't think that was that possible just to get stuck somewhere for 18 years. Me neither. He's basically outlived most people in terms of their careers in the airport as well. Yeah, so crazy. I, you just get bored of the food though. There's only so many sandwiches you can eat or so many... Burger like, Kings. Yeah, every yeah. day. Yeah. So has it happened before that people getting stuck in airports? Yeah, there's actually been a few people living in airports um, that I found, which is really interesting. Yeah. And I guess people would say if you've been there for more than two weeks, you're basically living there. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. That, that makes sense. So there's a British guy. Yay. 
Yay. Called Gary Peter Austin. And I think he was in his 50s and he was stuck in um, Ninoy Aquino International Airport in the Philippines for 23 Ooh. days, which obviously is nowhere oh. near close as 18 years, but still kind of annoying. Yeah, I mean, 18 years is unimaginable, so you can't right. even wrap your head around that. Yeah. But 22 days, yeah. that's, you know, not great, but it does sound kind of nice. <laughs> it sounds like a nice little break. You just detach from society, you live in a very odd place, but... A free yeah, holiday. that's not too bad. <laughs> what happened to him? So he, he was in the Philippines and he essentially not really organised. He missed his flight home. Oh, no. Yeah. And he didn't have enough money for the return ticket, so he just was like, I'm just going to stay here until somebody one of my mates just bails me out and gets me to get home <laughs> just kind of winging it there's a pun in there oh <laughs> god so yeah talk about disorganized <laughs> <laughs> exactly and he didn't really bother to book his return flight either until the airport workers were like uh you might get arrested for overstaying so you probably want to try and get home <laughs> so what he was just going to live there he's like you know i've got some money now i might just stick around Never leave. <laughs> sounds like he was way too content. Yeah. You know, you can't get home. No problem. I live here. Yeah. That's not that's <laughs> never something arm. that I would think of. Like, oh, shit, I'm stuck. Well, I live here now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is my life now. So how did he get out? So after heeding the advice of the airport <laughs> workers, he eventually called the British embassy and they basically had to come and take him home because he didn't have any money. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't feel that bad for him. Um, you know, I know the oh, feeling man. of coming home from a nice little holiday is always yeah. sad. Yes. You, know? you don't want it to end. You don't want to go home. But maybe that was just part of him just wanting to stay, you know? What, to be escorted by the British Embassy? Yeah. You get, How... Gotta drag me kicking and streaming out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to go. I think this guy was just really disorganized. So it's kind of like his own doing he was late and then he didn't have enough money for for the return ticket for the next one so who can you blame yeah who's kind of stuck well maybe they had a mcdonald's it was like you know what i could probably stay here they've got chicken nuggets plentiful yeah, i can settle <laughs> apparently everyone really friendly they thought he was really polite so they kind of gave him food and i think a few of them passed like a, a hat around so they actually donated some money to him and stuff i think one of my favorite ones that i found actually is wei jango jango okay so he basically lived in Beijing Capital International Airport for 12 years. And I think, counting, I think he's still there. Ooh, so he's actually still there. So we have a live case right now. Yeah, I couldn't find, I was really looking for when he had left, but I couldn't see that he had left. So I think he's still there, Pooj. Oh, years. so how did that happen? Was he also disorganized, ran out of money? Or is he like kicked out of the country? Is he a refugee? <laughs> What's Actually, the deal with this guy? This one's really quite uh, interesting. So he it's not even flight related. He wasn't flying anywhere. What? <laughs> just <laughs> just went to the airport and and then <laughs> He had he had an argument with his wife in two thousand eight, I guess. And yeah. he left home because essentially she didn't let him drink at home. So she he was like, Well fuck it, I'm leaving. I'm now gonna live in the airport. <laughs> So, wait. <laughs> so, I'm lost on this. So, he basically moved out. The, he moved into the airport just yeah. so that he could drink alcohol. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. That's that's not a good reason to move into an airport. No. Or, like, leave home, is it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> or leave home. Yeah. Wait, firstly, that's not a good reason to leave home, let alone move into an airport. <laughs> so, oh, man. what happened? 
he came prepared because when he left home, he actually brought with him things like blankets, food bowls. He he even had like an electric rice cooker he brought with him. So <laughs> way better off than all these other people <laughs> that were stuck in airports. <laughs> oh, this is this can't be real. So I'm guessing he he doesn't go past security, right? No, so no. he must stay in the the check-in area because yeah. you can't go past security with a rice cooker. No, right. or or without Do you a have ticket, any liquid, sir? You need a ticket. You can't just walk through. <laughs> oh, so yeah, okay, that makes sense. So he's not in the departure bit. He's just hanging around, being a nuisance. Well, yeah, I don't know if he's a nuisance, but he is definitely just you know living there, basically. If I saw somebody plugging in a rice cooker oh at my an airport, I would I class them as a nuisance, <laughs> right? You can't like, cook rice here. What the fuck People are, are you doing? Going by with their trolleys. <laughs> oh my god! So he wants to do this. Is he? Do you think he's happy there? Does it, from your research, did it sound like he was a happy, happy chappy? Yeah, he actually refuses to leap. Like the airport people have tried <laughs> to remove him, but he's said that it's warm and cozy, and I get to drink, so I can eat whatever I want. I'm going to stay here essentially for no rent, right? He doesn't see daylight. By choice, he chooses not to go out and see daylight. Oh well, this is the thing because he's not stuck in the airport he he chooses to go there and, and basically live there he basically pops in and out whenever he has to go shopping or anything <laughs> so it's essentially his home and he just goes out for a walk or to get some food or go shopping and then he'll come back oh man, that makes sense because it's not in the <sighs> departure thing again so you can leave at any time yeah 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 it's free what it's just free strange... rent corner of the airport <laughs> okay yeah. so i'll be very careful when i travel yes Yes, right. make sure you have your airport. passport and you have some money in case you lose your ticket. So you need to buy another I'm, one. I'm never letting go good. of that money belt, ever. I, I'm one with that money belt, <laughs> especially after the journey. <laughs> uh, oh, God. Oh, nice. After like an 11 hour flight to Asia. Exactly. If any money belt producers want to sponsor us, we are probably not the best people to sponsor it. Well, Pooch seems to be quite attached to his one, so you might be okay to do a sponsorship. <laughs> you, I bet you've got it on right now, haven't you? Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Never take it off. It's waterproof. I can shower with it. <laughs> and on that note, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, please share with your friends. Remember, you can find us on Instagram at the Cheerful Cynics Podcast or get in touch by emailing us at thecheerfulcynics at gmail.com. Have a good week wherever you are. Bye. Bye. Bye.